Listen to the good news proclaimed in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, beginning at the 14th verse. And Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To the one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the one who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done. Good and faithful servant, you've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two talents also came. Master, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvested where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. And throw the worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the gospel of Christ. As we're standing, let's pray. Lord, I thank you. You've given every single person here gifts that you would have us use. And I pray now that your Holy Spirit speaks into each one of our hearts. And gives us the courage to fan into flame what you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Please have a seat. We've just seen that, that skit on gifts, and, and it's amazing to see how, you know, it's just a reminder how God has given each one of us gifts. I was at a, a minister's meeting last Thursday, and this, this one minister, he leads a, a large church. It's growing rapidly. And he was talking about growing people's gifts in the church. And he said, you know, it's really easy for him. He said, because there's one thing that he believes so firmly in his heart, and that is judgment. And, and he says, that is what is always before him. And he says, this picture plays over and over in his mind. And he sees himself and other members of his church in heaven, um, with their mansions, their crowns on their head, having a wonderful time. And then he pictures someone from the church coming along, and he's sweeping the streets, and he's dressed in rags, and, and the person says to him, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me we'd be accountable for how we use our gifts? And that picture might seem like a very strong picture, but actually it's pretty biblical. It's very biblical. If we look at that, um, the gospel reading about the talents, there it was speaking about money, but that message of stewardship, that everything we have is not ours. It doesn't belong to us. It's God's, and we're looking after it on God's behalf. We're using it as God would have us use it. So whether it be our time, how we use our time, it's God's time. 
how we use our money, and how we use our gifts. They're God's gifts, and we're called to use them for Him. And, and Jesus said it over and over again that we're going to be judged by how we choose to use what God has given us. And it's an important message. God has given each one of us gifts. How are we using them? How are we, how are we growing them? And, and we know there's a strong, the message of Scripture is that we are saved by grace. Ephesians 2.8. It's not by works. It's not what we've done. We don't earn it somehow. But at the same time, that verse goes on to say, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for you to do. In advance. God prepared good works for each one of us in advance. I mean, that's just an amazing concept. Ephesians um, 4, 1. There are quite a few passages. I'll show you them just now where it talks about different spiritual gifts. And I'm going to refer to quite a few of those passages around where it talks about gifts. Ephesians 4, 1 says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Not you're going to receive, you have received. And 1 Peter 4.10 says, everyone must use the gift they have received. That's a, an incredible thing to think about, that when God made you, he was really excited. He said, oh, you know, I'm making Sarah, and, and I'm, you know, for these good works, I'm planning in advance, and I'm going to enable her. I'm giving her these gifts. And when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then those gifts through the Holy Spirit in us come alive in us, and we're able to do those things for God. It's, it's an incredible picture that that is for each one of us. And Paul starts the passage, the New Testament reading. He starts 1 Corinthians 12 saying, do not be ignorant about spiritual gifts. And it's really important that we're not ignorant about them. The word used is charismata for spiritual gifts. It's things that God has given us that we can't somehow acquire ourselves. And the word charis means grace, the grace of God. So when we receive the grace of God, the charis, as we become Christians, we get the charismata. So often you might think, oh, well, I'm, a, I'm charismatic because I want to clap my hands and raise them. Or, you know, oh, I'm not a charismatic. When Joy is in the office and she maybe helps with answering the phone when Kathy's busy, she's being charismatic because she's doing that. When, when some, one of you makes a, a meal and delivers it to someone, you're being charismatic because you're using the gifts that God has given you. So every single one of us are called to be charismatic, to use the gifts that God has given us in advance to enable us to do the works that he prepared in advance for us. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, um, Paul's telling Timothy, I want to remind you to fan into, the, into flame the gift God has given you. Are we fanning into flame the gift God has given us? Or are we like that person in the parable? Are we burying it? And, and when we get to heaven, what's going to happen then? Or are we fanning into flame? The passage, first he talks about don't be ignorant about spiritual gifts, and then he talks about the unity and diversity of God. Because we look at that picture of the street sweeper, and that might be pretty true, but that's pretty individualistic. You know, it's like, okay, I better use my spiritual gifts because I don't want to spend eternity sweeping streets, or maybe a lot worse than that. But actually, the picture we get in, in Scripture is, is even more than that. It's different. 1 Corinthians 12 speaks about the body 
It says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. The body is a unit, though it's made of many parts, and though it's all, parts, all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. So we are the body of Christ. Unity, not uniformity, is what God is about. So diversity is actually the hallmark of God. It's a mark of his handiwork. If you think about every snowflake being different, I mean, how incredible is that? Why are we surprised when people are so different from us? We might be, um, yeah, have a gift, of, we have a heart for mission, and we can't understand why everyone else doesn't want to spend their life focused on that. Or we might have a heart for healing, and, and that's just a passion in us. And we can't understand why everyone else in the congregation doesn't just want to do healing and just be praying for healing for everyone. God is not in the fridge-making business. You know, all the parts go into the, into the factory and out comes this like rectangular white fridge. Well, now they've got Union Jacks for Adam and all those kind of things on them. But God has made each one of us so different. And he has given each different gifts. You know, it, um, there's some questionnaires you can do. At Bible school, we did one. It was quite amusing because a couple of the married um, men came out with celibacy as one of their gifts. I thought that was, was quite amusing. Uh, and a couple were worried when they had martyrdom um, as, their, as their gift. So we're sending them off to Iraq on the next plane. But those questionnaires are good. And I encourage you, there are lots online. Go and do a questionnaire. But don't box God. God will not be boxed. Because sometimes you say, okay, oh, it came out as, as um, you know, this is my spiritual gift of teaching. So, you know, I think someone's um, done a good job. I don't need to tell them that. I can tell them to get lost because I haven't got the gift of encouragement. Or I don't need to, I can happily pass the offertory plate because my gift's not giving. But there are so many gifts. We'll look at them just now. But God has given some of us an extra blessing of a certain gift. We're all called to all of those. And the Holy Spirit, you might say, I haven't got the gift of healing. Well, there are times when God would use you to heal people, even though it may not be your specific gift. The Holy Spirit would manifest in you and use you in those circumstances. There's such a variety of gifts. Here you can see the variety. So the 1 Corinthians 12, one we read out, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, healing. A bit later in that chapter, there's another list, and only three are the same as the first list. In Romans 12, there's another list. In Ephesians 4, another one. In 1 Peter 4, there's another list. I think it's showing that I don't actually believe that list is complete. I believe there are loads more gifts that God would give. God is a God of incredible diversity. There's, sometimes we get the static view of the church. Church is where we come and, and we do things this way. God would have this Diverse view with everyone contributing what he has given them. And that's so important, the variety that God has given us. The third thing that I would say, the final thing is that Paul talks about, he talks about don't be ignorant to using your gifts, talks about diversity as the hallmark of God. But the third thing is the purpose of spiritual gifts is service. That was the, the theme last week where Adam was talking about caring. If you look at that person there in the wheelchair, they've got legs, but they can't walk. Would you say that they're complete, they're whole? Would you say they can function perfectly? No. What about the person who's blind? They've got eyes, 
But what happens? They can't function as, as they were intended to. And the same is true of the body of Christ. You know, there can be legs. You might be part of the legs. If you're not doing your function, the body of Christ cannot operate as it was meant to. If you're the, eye, the eyes are there, but they're not doing their job. And how important it is for each one of us to do that. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says, yeah, there it says, now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. So it's not just, oh, there's the, the core team who are in charge of this. Each one of us is a part of it. You know, they used to say, um, this is a couple of hundred years ago, Steve will be able to tell me when, that if the priest said, our father, prayed the our father, it was a hundred thousand times more powerful than if a lay person prayed the our father. Pretty shocking, hey? But sometimes we can treat it a bit like that in church. The, the, the minister's kind of on this like pinnacle, precariously balanced of the pyramid. Or, or the minister's like driving the bus and everyone's sitting in the bus being driven along. You know, this is like we're going for a ride and do we like this ride? But that's not the picture of church that scripture gives us. If you and I aren't using our gifts in the body of Christ, we are maiming the body of Christ on earth. And, and it's important for us to realize that. Another thing with this service that I want to highlight is that our gifts don't belong to ourselves. If you look at these next verses, um, in 1 Peter 4 verse 10, each one of you, so that's every one of us has a gift, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Let me just go back to the top one. Now, each, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, to each one. And it's given not for ourselves, but for others. Romans 12, 4 to 5. So these are every time gifts are mentioned. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to itself, to all the others. So if you look around, we belong to each other, and our gifts belong to each other. We are just like a delivery person. You know, we say we've been given these gifts, but we're given these gifts to give to someone. They're not ours. They're ours to give to someone who needs those gifts. And in turn, someone else has got gifts for us that we need that they will give to us. Not say, oh, you know, I've got this gift of healing. I'm so powerful. It's, it's given to us to give to others, and that is our responsibility as the body of Christ. Ephesians 4 goes on. I'm not going to go through the whole verse, but it speaks about that we are given these gifts to enable the body of Christ to become mature. As we use our gifts, the body of Christ will mature. So if each one of us is not using our gifts, the body of Christ cannot mature as it was meant to. We cannot grow into the fullness, it says there, a measure of fullness of Christ. We cannot grow into the fullness of Christ if we're not using our, our gifts. And sometimes, I think along the way, God opens the door for us. Sometimes you might think, oh, no, I haven't got that gift. Uh, I know my mom started over 30 years ago. She started the healing uh, ministry at St. Agnes um, and how God has used that. But a couple of years before that, if you said to her or if she filled out a questionnaire, it would never have come out that she had the gift of healing because she wouldn't have said she had any interest in that. It was foreign. But how God grew her 
and use that gift in an amazing way. And he would do the same for each one of us. And that is how we grow into maturity. And it's not easy because I think Satan would love us. You know, you talk about unity and diversity. God would, Satan would love to make us either say, oh, we must be unified, so let's all be the same. Let's all be paper models of each other. Or let's be diversified and let's just fight. How can we bring those two together? And each time spiritual gifts is mentioned, love is mentioned with it. 1 Corinthians 13, passage straight after this, saying all these gifts mean squat if you haven't got love. And how important that is. I want to leave with, end with one picture and then summarize. My eldest daughter, she would make a very good food critic. She loves food. But I think sometimes we come along to church and we come as church critics and we're coming to taste the food. We've got our pen in the one hand ready to write down what we think of it. How does it taste? Is it palatable? We kind of, some might say, I'm a Sunday kind of person. You know, I, I come on a Sunday, I tick that box and then I go away. That picture and the picture of being a Sunday kind of person is not the picture of being a Christian that we see in here. That's not what it is to be the body of Christ. If we're a Sunday kind of person, we will be judged like that person who hid their talent. God would say, it says, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. And Paul said, fan into flame those spiritual gifts in us. And as we, as we do, the, the exciting thing is that we as a body will grow into fullness. So just to end off with those pictures, there are four pictures to take away with you. The one is the gift. Each one of you has been given a gift. And usually it's many gifts. And so they're saying, oh, that's for other people. The second is the street sweeper. We're accountable for how we use those gifts. And, and we've got to realize that. The third is that they're not for us. Wow, I've got this gift. Oh, I've only got that gift, as we saw in the, in the play. They're to bless other people. It's not about us. It's about blessing others. And the final one is if we don't use them, the body of Christ cannot function as it's meant to. And so that's the question to end with. What, what gifts has God given you to enable you to do the works he planned in advance for you to do? Are you eagerly desiring the spiritual gifts? Are you fanning them into flame? Let's be a charismatic people. Whether we're folding pew leaflets, whether we, whatever we're doing, let's be charismatics and let's use the gifts God has given us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are the giver of gifts. You are the one who has poured out your grace, your charis on each one of us that we find fullness in you. But Lord, you would have us be your body on earth. You would have us use the gifts that you have given to each one of us to do the works you planned in advance for every one of us to do. Lord, we pray for the wisdom. We pray for the courage to use those gifts to your glory, to build your kingdom. That Lord, as, as a people of St. Margaret's, we have that picture of us being your body and reaching out to the world in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.